0: Back into it now with, uh, with all of these new laws in Michigan, and some of them not exactly clear, uh, a lot of confusion. So we thought we'd bring in uh, our, our go-to expert, our phone Dr. John Lott, president of the Crime Prevention Research Center, crimeresearch.org, when you want to know more about what's going on in the world when it comes to firearms, and so much more, he writes about so many important topics of the day. Uh, doctor, good to have you back today. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so we just had Rick Hector on here uh, in the last couple of days. Rick is legally armed in Detroit, a guy who survived an armed robbery and had a conversation between himself and God and said, God, if I survive this, I'm going to learn how to become you know, proficient to protect myself. He's gone on to become a member of the National Rifle Association board, and he's holding a, a seminar, several seminars, in fact, to explain the new gun laws in Michigan, which are confusing, red flag laws, storage laws, registration laws, and some other things. I know you've been looking at this as well. Let's start with red flag laws as a, as a general premise. All right, uh, better known as as what? Extreme risk uh, laws. Protection orders. Yeah, extreme right. risk protection orders. All right, red flag laws in general, um, because according to one article I read here, uh, they 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 claim that they drop crime and drop suicide rates in the states. Do you find that to be true? This is from a Connecticut study, by the way, claims that it dropped 7.5% the suicide rate in Indiana. But, you know, people can cherry pick information all the time. What do you make of such a thing?
1: Right, well, uh, it's typical public health type research, which is pretty poorly done. Look, if you wanna, you don't look at one place uh, over time. And the reason is, is because things can go up and down for many reasons. What you wanna try to do is to compare the states that have changed their laws relative to the ones that haven't, the neighboring states that haven't, to see did they fall relative to their neighbors and try to account for other factors that could change in terms of law enforcement and other things that are going on uh, when you're talking about crime. And when you do that, Uh, there's no beneficial impact uh, from these laws on on crime rates, and there's some evidence that suicide rates even increase, uh, but no evidence that they they fall.
0: Of course, that comes from every town. That came from every town uh, research. So every town, of course, being an anti-gun organization, so of course they're going to say that what they advocate works, and in this case you say there's no actual... uh, Empirical data that would support such a claim.
1: Right. Well, when you do a study correctly, I mean, you just you you, you have to compare states that change their laws relative to the ones that don't, and you have to look at more than one or two states. Uh, and the reason is, is because uh, if you only have one experiment or two experiments. Uh, you can't control for more factors than you have experiments that are going on there. And what they would do is the studies that they would look at would look at one state uh, at a time there. And, you know, that means you really can't control for any other factors that may explain the changes there. Sure. Uh, you, have a, you have a number of states uh, that have passed these laws, and, and you have to look at all the different states that are, that are there. And you have to compare them relative to their neighboring states that didn't change their laws, and they don't. The the work that they point to don't doesn't do any of that. Yeah. Uh, twenty one
0: states look, now, twenty one states have some right. version of this extreme risk protection order, a red flag law. You would think that there'd be enough evidence now to come to a conclusion.
1: Yeah, and I and I and when you do look at the states that have it, uh, you don't find uh the benefits that are there that they would claim all right so let's look, talk
0: about uh, uh, i want to shift because yeah, i want to make sure i get enough of this yeah i want to make sure that we get down this laundry list of things that Michigan what about these firearm storage laws firearm storage laws requiring people to lock their firearms in their own homes when they're not in use right. uh, to protect the the, the anybody else who might be in that home uh, how does that right. make sense Right.
1: Well, I mean, I think the evidence is clear on that, that actually you see increases in the rate that criminals break into people's homes and that they break in more when the individuals are there and that they're more successful in committing their crimes against people. Look, I'll give you a a simple example, and that is uh, compare uh, the burglary rates in the United States versus other countries. In the United States, uh, we have about half the number of burglaries, let's say, per capita as you have in a country like the U.K., for example. And not only that, but when you have a burglary in the United States, only about 13 percent of the burglaries occur while the residents are in the home. In a country like the U.K., it's about 60 percent. So burglars are more likely to break into people's homes in the UK, and they and they don't care whether they're at home. They break in when they're at home. And right. there's surveys that have been done of burglars, and and when they ask them, uh, how long do you spend uh, casing a home before they break in? Uh, British burglars spend about half the amount of time casing a home uh, compared to their American counterparts because they're the less concerned. Why.
0: Just less concerned that anybody's going to be there. Right.
1: Well, if you're a burglar in the United States, you want to make sure nobody's home because that's one way of protecting yourself from getting shot. In the U.K., they don't worry about that. Sure. Um, And you see that across many countries, that type of relationship there. So, you know, but even if you look at the data for just the states in the United States, and we have a number of states, about 20 or so, that have... Uh, these types of gun lock laws, uh, what you f- find is that, in fact, after states pass these laws mandating that people have to lock up their guns so they're not readily accessible, uh, you see uh, an increase in burglaries, and you see an increase in burglaries while the people are at home, these so called hot burglaries.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, the, the, so that doesn't work. And then the, the third part of this law, this PACCI laws, and by the way, Governor Whitmer and the Michigan Democrats say they're not done yet. Uh, a rifle and shotgun registration law so that any gun purchase in Michigan now requires a NIX background check uh, at, well, at the gun store anyhow. I'm not sure how this Im- impacts private sales. That has not been uh, – uh, things about this that are not clear yet. But okay, so you have to get your rifle and shotgun background check before you walk out of the gun store. We know that for sure. Not sure that's going to change Will much you- of anything either no
1: the point is you've always had you for many decades had to get a background check uh, when you buy a rifle or a pistol uh at a gun store Uh, but what they want you to do is kind of get a background check before you you buy you try to buy the gun so it's kind of like just adding a second a second background check it adds nothing more than making things more complicated and just delaying the process for people being able to go and obtain a
0: gun right so it's and again as looked at across the country most of these laws have been tried in different places the outcome is negligible most often is what you're telling us
1: well i think it's the opposite of that i think it actually is harmful uh Uh, In terms of uh, things like the safe storage laws, in terms of increasing crime, uh, in terms of uh, uh, delaying people being able to go and buy a gun, Uh, you know, if somebody, if a woman's being stalked or threatened, she may not have the luxury of time. Right. of waiting an additional week or whatever to go and uh, and go through the process to obtain a gun. I want to get into and one more so, thing here
0: before before I let you go. Uh, this is the Steve Gerber Show with Dr. John Lott, and I've got about, oh, a minute just over here. I want to ask you about this shooter at Joel Osteen's church, Mega Church in Texas. Another transgender woman involved, uh, not unlike the Nashville shooting... When are we going to start hearing about these left-wing violent extremists attacking churches and and Christian schools, like a Catholic school or a Christian church? We don't hear that narrative very often, do we?
1: No, there have been a number of attacks. Fortunately, just like in the case in Texas, uh, they've had uh, concealed carry permit holders, or in this case, off-duty police, uh, stopping the attack. And when that happens, uh, it's just not a news story for most of the country. Uh, You know, you have uh, cases like the uh, White Settlement Church in Texas in 2019, uh, where somebody came in and permit holders stopped it. Uh, You have other cases in Texas, but uh, across the country where somebody with a concealed carry permit stopped the attack. So, but
0: I think the real look, story there uh, is the left-wing extremists, they don't get, you know, uh, the government would tell you that if you're, you know, looking up Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop or Brownells that you're a risk when actually uh, the, the evidence would say something else. Uh, i got to leave it right there. Dr. John Lott, president of the Crime Prevention Research Center, you can always go find out more about what John's writing about and sharing with the public. It, we, we like to call them facts, You can find that at crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. Doctor, as always, thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: This is the Steve Gruber Show. You can find out more about what we do at stevegruber.com as well. And hear this interview and play it back anytime you want. stevegruber.com.